Hey, are you looking to upgrade your key life areas and evolve to a higher level of existence? To practically harness personal growth and spirituality in a crazy, busy, imperfect world? Then you've come to the right place. My name is Prash and this is Urban Spirituality, the show which uniquely fuses ancient wisdom with contemporary self-growth and spiritual disciplines to deliver value-adding tools, traits, and insights to help you unleash your fullest potential. We always keep it real, featuring authentic, unfiltered dialogue with guests from diverse backgrounds to inspire, entertain, and enlighten all who listen. So get ready for your dose of urban spirituality. Be present and let's dive in. So all, all these years, I wanted to be, um, all I wanted was love and I was being a tough guy. And I'm like, if I could only yeah. have reached that self-acceptance and that knowing of what I really wanted to do and really be, I could yeah. have lived a much more fruitful life. I've still got a long way to go and accomplished a lot more of that focus. But we do things, we please other people. You, you'll have a partner. And sometimes, I'm going to use that metaphorical, I was a metaphorical prostitute. Yeah. You know, being a mercenary to, to, to just bring the bucks in, doing things to please other people. And that wasn't what I really wanted. Um, I, I swallowed the celebrity pill. And I, this is great, this is wonderful. And man, it made me so unhappy. And I, now I'm going back to blood, sweat and toil and tears to earn a crust. And I actually feel really good inside about it. Yeah. You know. There's joy in so, the grind. I, I mean, I, I still have desires and ambitions to life be a little bit easier because at the moment it's hard work. But the thing is, People say it doesn't have to be hard work, you know, the law of attraction and all that jazz. But I really think if you really want so, if it's too easy, you're never going to appreciate it. So totally. I'm actually appreciating some of the toil because I feel like I'm, I'm getting credibility back and a sense of self-worth and empowerment. I'm like, that feels good. And no amount of money can give you that. You, you have to earn that. And that's when you've built something, and I'm building something now, when you... You feel the passion. You feel the authenticity, yeah. and that is that is worth its weight in gold. And that's totally. Creating. Yeah, and, absolutely. And you're a coach, Prash, and I know I'm a, I'm a coach, but I'd like to hear your take on that. We because we've we've not actually we're mates and we talk each other and and as friends we get we share each other's knowledge, each other's knowledge. But I'd like to take what's your point on that because I've never actually spoken to you as a coach. Yeah, as you might. As as a coach, it's fascinating to see how many people, and I think you you what you said is scarily true. It's fascinating to see how many people think that the easy way out, the easy route, is the best route, and the easy route isn't always necessarily the best necessarily the best route. And I think a lot of times, and we're talking about people pleasing here. In this subject a lot of times people end up pleasing people because it's the easier thing to do it's the less confrontational thing to do it's the thing that's going to make life easy now is there anything wrong with making life easy no but is there anything wrong with putting yourself as a second-rate passenger right as a backseat passenger in your own life oh hell yeah there's plenty wrong with that let me just cut you off there for a second, because I, I hear myself saying it. What you say goes out of your mouth and comes back in your head. I've 
talked bad of myself to other people, to, 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 to be disparaging, to sort of like, with an insecurity, to get in like the jibe or the joke they might have about me before they've even bought it as a self-protection mechanism. And I'm like, hold yeah. on, why am I saying such, excuse my language, shitty things about myself? And it's, it's only yeah. as I'm starting to love myself again, and I'm realizing I've got to stop doing this. I'm saying bad things around other people about myself. Yeah, completely. And, and, and I want, and, and let me just chime in there because this is one of the things that we that we we touch on regularly, and this is one of the reasons why coming on retreats like this. And folks, you're tuned in right now. We got something really very special to share with you, and we'll go into. We're not going to spoil the surprise. Stay with us on this chat, and we're going to reveal some really, really, really valuable and beautiful things that I think are going to surprise you. But let me just say here, straight from the outset, that sometimes you need other people who are not your close friends who are not your immediate dependents to shine a mirror on you so that you can see how badly you're treating yourself or you're treating other people as a result of the and way you're conducting. just what you said that i don't listen to my missus or the people who i love the closest because it's weird you kind of got a protection you, you, they don't have protection you don't, right? although you respect them you don't yeah. respect them yeah, Nick, Nicola's saying here, Nikki's here, be proud of who you are and your family love you and you know how I feel always, have time for you always. And what a beautiful thing. That's the thing. You end up pleasing. Isn't it ironic that sometimes we end up pleasing people, the very people who actually don't really give a damn about us or who aren't going to be with us yeah. when the chips fall down. And we hurt the people who actually really care for us and we take them for granted. And isn't it the same the other way I think you said a post have? earlier on with, is it... Um... Will Smith. Did you share that one? Yeah, Will Smith's post. Yeah, yeah. So remind I'll people what the post was. Yeah, Will Smith's post was really about, you know, deferring, getting back to yourself and recognizing that you need to be, you need to put yourself as number one in that driving seat sometimes. I actually post the, um, I'll post it up here, Alex. Good shout. It's a really nice post, actually, and um, we put it up there. Why do you think spend that's so much important. time pleasing people who don't matter? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like we you get stuff that you don't need, right? And, and as I'm in my 43, nearly 44 years of age, I'm doing that less and less. I mean, yeah. obviously, um, I still like to have, have my self-worth and I like to feel good yeah. for myself. And if, I, if, if other people think I look good, that makes me feel good. But more importantly, sure. I need to feel good inside before I do any of that stuff. And, and, and I think that's, that's an important point. I think there's several points here that need to come out. And folks, tell us if you relate to this. Have you been on the receiving end of somebody treating you badly because they're trying to people please somebody else and they're treating you like crap, right? Or have you been the person doing that, right? Inadvertently, maybe, not deliberately, but because you feel you need to go and please this person over here, you're treating somebody else like dirt, right? And you don't necessarily mean it, right? We don't necessarily mean to do that. But what happens is there is a clash between our ego and our defense mechanism and our consciousness. And these three things are now having a fight off. What do you call it, Alex, in your language? A death match? You know, okay, okay, you know yeah. what I'm, you've got two opponents trying to go for each other and none of them are necessarily wrong. It's not like your ego is an enemy, but there is an aspect of your ego that you need to satisfy. Then there's your fear, fight or flight mechanism. You're feeling like, well, if I don't do this, you know, I'm going to lose my job. I'm going to lose this lady, this guy. They're not going to love me anymore. They're going to hate me. They're not going to value me. So really, you've got to ask yourself, folks, 
why you behave in a certain way. You really need to step out yourself and ask yourself, is the thing that I'm doing really for my better good or am I actually a backseat passenger in my own life? What do you think, Alex? I think I'm reading some of the, I'm listening to what you're saying. I'm also reading some of the comments. I totally agree with Bobby. Bobby's um, coming in really well. Um, and I've got lots of good friends who've been saying very like-minded. I totally, I'm totally with you, mate. Totally. So, but the thing is, we all, listen, I know all this stuff intrinsically mm -hmm. and I live it. And I still, I still have moments where I find myself saying, thinking negative things yeah. and having negative thoughts. I mean, I like to say I'm human. I can, I'm continually, I'm continually working on myself. And yeah. I'm, but I, what I do is I don't chastise myself. Whereas before I used no. to, for instance, I'd get, because I've been in the media just a little bit, <laughs> I'd, I'd yeah. look at someone like the Daily Mail online and I'd, there'd be a thousand comments. It'd be, I, I exaggerate, maybe two bad comments and I wouldn't see the 998 great comments. So yeah, it's because you, you start to come attuned to how your mindset is and you so you notice certain things so it's about trying to be kind to yourself not trying to be being kind to yourself and listening to the right messages you know because they're all the world could be pants the world could be pants or the world could be great both are true i could find evidence yeah. right now to see all the horrible things that are going on in this country not in iraq or sierra you know, yeah right here yeah. But the thing is, we're, we're talking about countries, Alex. We're talking about countries. What about just, you know, this is happening right on our doorstep. This is in our own households, right? People aren't... Especially in today's, today's world, the it's Western the world, we're all on drugs. And I'm not talking about recreational, and there's enough of that, but it's actually more prescription. We are in a world yeah. we're doped up on so many drugs, the whole of our nation. It's... It's horrendous. We've been dumbed down. And I'm not even being conspiracy theorist. I'm looking at the, the facts. What are all these drugs yeah. doing to us? Yeah. You know, there's so much depression now. It's, it's, it's rife. Um, I, w I wonder if we're one of the most unhappiest times in human civilization, even though we have more advancements in technology. You, you go to other countries where they have less, and they seem to be intrinsically happier. What's that yeah. in there? What are we doing? So let's talk about that because what's going on, and, and, and I see this in my, you know, I see this in the coaching practice, I see it in our coaching clients, especially the coaching clients that I have who are from, you know, either the UK, Australia, um, you know, the States, a lot of these poor people, and I say poor, I don't mean financially poor, many times they're financially well off, but a lot of these poor folk are, have been dumbed down and programmed and conditioned to accept a certain form of reality where a certain societal status, right? A certain status in society, a certain type of car, a certain type of social status, material possessions, and a certain type of payroll and a certain type of salary is regarded as the standard of success. So now we've been programmed to chase that like a, like a guided missile, right? We've been programmed in there. Now we're chasing it. Guess what? Society is now programming. Guess what? Social yeah. media is telling it. The advertisers are telling it. Our friends have got one of those cars. Then somebody's got a really amazing looking partner and they think, well, I should have one of those. And suddenly we've been programmed into somebody else's definition of success 
which means what kind of said what, what I said before, we've become a backseat passenger in our own goddamn lives because we've given away that right, that ability to make that choice. And the difference, the difference is those people out there in Africa, and you know, I was born in East Africa, I was born in Kenya. Um, and I've been back to India, my homeland so many times those people who are simple right you go to brazil a lot of these kids in the barrios they're really happy just playing and even the adults are happy why because they have their own calibrated definition of happiness which is not reliant on material acquisition and they're happy now a lot of you people listening might think well that's a cop-out if they had the money they'd probably go and buy all that sure would they yeah probably but it does it really matter does it really matter? Because really what matters is happiness is now. You don't actually live for happiness. It's not like you, you live for happiness in the future. Your happiness is always a present state. So what matters more than for you to be happy in five years when you get that car, that job, that pay rise, that girlfriend, that boyfriend, or what or being happy right now, being content right now, being satisfied and grateful for the stuff that you have got in your life that's going right so that you resonate and you act and you breathe and you've, grow from a pace of happiness here and now. And then guess what? Those things will start to come in the way they're supposed to because you're already satisfied within yourself. And you're feeling that, right? I mean, you know this, you're living proof right now, man. You're living proof of this. Yeah, I, I like I, I had money a couple of times. I've lost money a couple of times. Forget about the money. When I had the, the, the good faith, <laughs> yeah. such a thing. And I was riding yeah. high. It was, I wasn't really happy. I yeah. was, it was like, I call it the LSD years. I wasn't taking LSD, but it was no. like, life was surreal. It was, I was on a trip and it was, I was out. I didn't feel real. I didn't, couldn't believe it. I'm on everywhere for a second. And it's, I could pretty much have whatever I wanted. Um, wow, this is, it, it's unreal. But you didn't, unreal, didn't feel good. Didn't feel good. Now I've, um, I've, I've sort of hit crashed. And then I, I'm picking myself up. Hang on a minute. That wasn't what it was all made up to be. What do you, re right what do you really want? I thought what I really wanted was all that fame. And right I, I, I said before I went to the Big Brother house the day before, I never wanted to go in. Um, I never wanted to be famous for being famous. But I got swept along with the whole the whole um, whirlwind of the whole fame thing. And it seduced me. And it was like a dirty drug. It was the biggest drug I was ever addicted to, fame. I went yeah. into that big brother house innocent and I came out, I'm still innocent, but then it slowly took hold of me. And it, I just lost a sense of who I was. And now I'm starting to regain the real, the kid who, I, did, I like fame. I'd like to be famous for having accomplished something, but having worked at something, that's why I trained as an athlete for right. 20, 25 years. You know, I went to the gym scared, hard, toiled and struggled. I trained as an actor for years and years, you know. Um, and it was hard work. It was scary. But to, to hear a clap of an audience or the cheer of a crowd is the most awarding thing in the world. Forget about whatever you're getting paid. Even if I wasn't getting paid, sometimes I'd pay, pay to fight. And now it's like, yeah. what do I really want? Um, I actually didn't want to be a fighter, funnily. I was fighting because I was insecure. It was another, an, an outside pressure, which I thought, yeah. this is how I need to conform. Because I was different, 
and people laughed at me and bullied me. I thought, this is one way of getting acceptance. Don't That's me. not what I really want. I, what I like to do is entertain people and to make people think. As an actor, I feel the, the greatest gift I have is to nudge souls. And if I can do that, that's what I really want to do now. That's what I'm doing. Hey, folks, thanks so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. And as with all our episodes, found something to inform, inspire and empower you in your personal and spiritual journeys in life. As always, feel free to leave a little love through your ratings and comments. Subscribe and share it with those you care about. And take your personal and spiritual evolution to the next level by joining us on one of our unique events, workshops, or retreats, or taking advantage of our personal and professional coaching packages. Find out more about us at mantratherapy.co.uk. I'm your host, Prash K. This is Urban Spirituality, and we will catch you on the next episode.